basically, if you're gay and you came out, um, you're you're gonna be on the good side of an English teacher. Like that's just a given. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's your favorite Harry Puerto Rican boy back at again with another podcast. I hope you guys are listening in. I feel blessed and I hope you feel blessed that Big Bunny D is blessing those ear canals of yours. Yeah, um, but today we're going to be diving into a lot of different topics. Um, but before that, I wanted to ask, how's everybody's day going? Like for real? I know that quarantine's sort of still going. We're kind of in this weird limbo where quarantine's sort of not over. Like over here, I'm in Ohio, and so, like all of the malls have opened up, but all the parents are still freaking out about everything. So it's like all of my friends want to hang out, but none of the parents let them. And me, being one of the few people who can actually hang out, um, goes outside and uh, finds that nobody's in the streets, and I'm completely alone and super depressed. But we're going to go past that because this podcast is all about the positive vibes. But yeah, I just wanted to welcome you guys to the Money Talks podcast. It is your boy, Diego, on the mic. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about um, some things that are annoying me and have got into my head in the past couple of days. Um, starting off with toxicity and negativity on the internet. Personally, I don't really care that much for controversial topics, but this is one of the few that I actually know my stance on because I'm a very unproblematic person in general, but when it comes to this, I know exactly what I'm talking about, sort of. I mean, I can't really, you know, vouch for knowing exactly what I talk about <laughs> at all times because I'm, I'm pretty dumb, but other than that, I wanted to talk about toxicity in the internet because I feel like it's misconstrued in general. And I feel like since it's about the media, the media misconstrues it a lot. But I feel like in general, there's two types of like toxicity on the internet. There's corporate toxicity and then there's like the individual creator who's toxic. Like BuzzFeed is a corporate toxic uh, YouTube channel or like company or whatever that I personally and would agree that the majority of the people think that is toxic. And then there's the individual creator that people think is toxic. Let's just say uh, Jake Paul or some, let's just invent a radical feminist out of nowhere. Yeah, she's the one that's toxic. Let's talk about her. Um, <laughs> But apparently what bothers me is that ever since reaction channels were deemed toxic this whole idea of negativity in the internet just became like an actual issue that we need to deal with right now and i just hate it i honestly hate it because it's like toxic reaction channels got shut down completely and like individual toxic creators too but it's just resulted in like sugar-coated channels that portray the same toxic ideals that appeal to like more young audiences and like boomers and stuff like that and what i mean by that is that basically youtube put down all these regulations so we could have less neg negativity on the internet 
and it basically shut down all the toxic reaction channels or quote-unquote toxic reaction channels because I don't actually think they're really toxic. I just think that they're voicing their opinion. And ever since YouTube set down those regulations, all those toxic uh, reaction channels had to basically shut down or sugarcoat all of their um, reactions, which just resulted in the individual creator who is toxic and has bad ideals and morals and stuff like that to rise up and take over this sugar-coated corporate YouTube platform to promote these um, quote-unquote good ethical uh, moral videos. And what I mean by that is, like, let's take, for example, reverse racism. Reverse racism is probably one of the most annoying things that I see on the YouTube platform and Netflix and all like sorts of streaming medias and stuff like that because it's so general and it's so supported. And usually all these reaction channels would shut down all of those programs or channels and stuff like that because they were allowed to because they didn't have the regulations at the time. And back then, those regulations didn't stop the programs, but ever since the regula regulations came up, those programs have still been coming up with more crazy ideologies and more radical ideas. But now the only difference is, is that those negative channels that reacted to everything are gone. So now we have nobody to just disencourage it, and now we have a bunch of little kids watching this stuff because it's deemed by regulation that it's good because it's promoting good change and stopping hate and putting white people in their place and stuff like that. I'm just using that as an example. There's hundreds of more examples, but it's turned into this platform that's taking sides and it's so annoying because we'd usually have the occasional Cody Ko or Leafy is here to shut that down and then everybody would see like, oh, yeah, that's pretty bad. But no, now we have boomers and, and radicalists that are watching this and they're like, yes, we are taking over and it is a good thing. But really, it's just not. <laughs> it's really not. Because if we support that in general, it just creates an overall toxic environment, but nobody can stand up and talk about it. So it's just deemed non-toxic. And I also wanted to talk a little bit about cancel culture. What is that? Like, cancel culture is, is so dumb. Like, doxing people, yeah, that's bad. Doxing is pretty bad in general. But cancel culture, that's it's up to the individual viewer if they want to cancel somebody. The thing is, when I, my, my belief system, in, in a way, when it comes to negativity on the internet, is that when you take your position as a creator, okay, um, you're basically putting yourself out there for everybody's um, criticism in general. And there's never going to be a world where everybody agrees on the same ethical code. So when you go out there, you have to expect to get the worst. And we've gotten so soft when it comes to that. And it's because 
a lot of people did not know what the worst was. The worst is pretty bad. The worst is getting completely canceled by everybody because your ideas are quote unquote dumb or toxic. So now you're just going to get canceled and you're not going to make it anywhere. But the thing is, when it comes to being a creator, you have to learn how to overcome that. And if you're just going to blame it on this whole society ideal and uh, preach to have more regulations put in, you're just going to have less viewers in general because nobody's, nobody's going to watch want to watch this sugar-coated platform where everybody has to abide by everything and stuff like that. And we're seeing it literally happening right now. Like, I'm... I don't know about you guys, but I watch TikTok a whole lot more because TikTok was this new platform that was booming and stuff like that. And it was because it wasn't corporate run, like at least not then. Now we're getting into like Charlie D'Amelio and stuff. She's becoming a little bit more corporate in this idea of clout houses and stuff like that. But that's completely out of the subject. But... Yeah, that's that's just what I wanted to say. Um, TikTok is booming, and it's and it was because of that. Because anybody could have gotten famous with very little repercussions. Because the cancel culture didn't reach TikTok yet, and all of all of it was everybody being able to post whatever they wanted, everybody being able to react to whatever they wanted, and criticism in there was supported and taken in in a less negative light which was for me i think youtube was like that around like 2016 and 2017 but nowadays everything's just turning bland and boring <laughs> but yeah I, just, I i guess what i what i'm trying to get at is that even though negativity isn't ideal in those platforms it's something that as a creator you should expect and most of all, like, I hate that YouTube as a corporation has to follow the ethical equivalent of a white English teacher's morals. And, like, what I mean by that is that oh, this goes into a completely different topic, but I hate English teachers. I hate it so much because English teachers are so biased. They're so biased because they crave that inspirational I had to go through this tough time and stuff. And basically, if you're gay and you came out, um, you're you're going to be in the good side of an English teacher. Like, that's just a given. <laughs> Most English teachers crave that inspiring, um, against-the-odds story when it comes to papers and stuff like that. And I know this for a fact. I know this. One time, I had an English teacher give me a D on a class because apparently my self-evaluation of my personality, by the way, we had to do a whole per, uh, project about our personalities and my project was too basic. And I'm like, boy, I am a basic person. Like, <laughs> I'm a basic person. Like, I, I can't, I'm sorry I don't have this emotional um, coming out story or had to turn against the tides and stuff like that to, to give you, but... That's just who I am. And apparently YouTube is craving that too. And that that's what I mean by reverse racism. Because all I see nowadays is, oh, because you're, you're white and I'm black, I have the right to, 
or because you're a man and I am a woman, I have the right to expose you on the internet for being bad and toxic because it's been that way for a long time. And I get it. It has been that way. But you know what? We're working on it. We are working on it. For real. I can see big moves being made. And I like that. But what I don't like is these two groups or if you take any two groups that have been in conflict for a while, it's this back and forth of power and who's going to strike first and keeping the upper hand. And that's just not how you're going to solve anything at all. And it's all that I'm seeing, which is sad because it's we're living in this prime time where we have mass communication where it should be easiest to solve our problems now that we could understand each other more. But instead, we use it to attack each other. And when people come out and say, yo, that's not cool, they get silence. That's what I don't get. I really don't get that. <laughs> Especially, and I just want to go back to this English topic. What, what even is English? Come on, like, English is the dumbest subject ever. I remember being in Puerto Rico. I'm a Puerto Rican guy, by the way. Um, I remember being in Puerto Rico, and English was actually good. We learned English from, like, pre-kinder, and all the way up, we would be reading, getting good ideals, learning how to write papers, vocabulary. Nowadays, you go into English class, and half of the class is reading time that was assigned in the beginning of the year, but the teacher really just sits back or goes to a completely different uh, teacher's class to meddle in their class. I swear to God, in the past four years of high school, I can account that my, te my English teacher has left the class so many times just to talk to another teacher about a project that should have already been discussed before the beginning of the class. And then there's these stupid uh, preset rules that just get thrown out the window, like 10-minute free reading time or reflection in the beginning of the class that just get completely thrown out the window <laughs> by the first two months of English class. And halfway through the year, you just kind of go up to class, talk about some controversial shit, and then <laughs> you just spend the whole class arguing with the teacher about whether or not abortions should be supported or not. Like, you can't tell me that's not true, because it is. At least in, in Ohio, where I live. But yeah, talking about abortions, just because I wanted to get through every single controversial topic I could, a lot of people ask me, Diego, what are your points of view in politics and stuff like that? And I'm like, hmm, like, what do you mean? And they're like, let's say abortions. What do you think about abortions? Hmm. I don't really t like talking about politics. And there's one specific reason. And it's because it's all about who screams the loudest. What I mean by that is that if you have the majority vote and you can scream your facts and points at my face louder, you're going to win. And I don't like talking politics because it just comes around to get you all the time. If I say a certain stance on gun control or something, I'm going to be known for that stance for the rest of my career. <laughs> and it sucks because I've changed my points of view on a lot of things for a long time. 
And it always comes around to bite me when I talk about politics. And it sucks that we live in that type of era where you just get labeled as something whenever you talk about a controversial topic. And what I encourage to you viewers, my fans, the homies, the big money dears, is to change that way of thinking. When somebody talks to you about politics, it's not about, oh, keeping an open mind. No, it's about being able to state your point and being able to not label the person based on their views. I feel like that should be the most important thing that we get out of political conversations is to not judge the person based on what they believe in, which is something that's been completely thrown out the window these days. <laughs> but yeah, talking about abortion, basically, I personally value current life more than potential life. And although I wouldn't be able to tell, like call myself fully pro-choice because yes there is some like fuck shit <laughs> situations where 40 year old women that look straight up from fallout 4 go to the, the doctors every year to remove this full-blown fetus is yeah that's that's a that's pretty wrong i I'll, I'll agree with you on that but i still think the repercussions of a full illegal illegal is oh, sorry i'm foreign the full <laughs> the full legalization I don't know if that's a word. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to look that up because I got the time. Yeah, how's everybody's day going? <laughs> While I look this up. <laughs> What'd you have for lunch? Oh, me too. Just kidding. I had salmon for lunch. At five in the afternoon, by the way, my whole food schedule is shifted and it is super annoying. I'm eating dinner at 2 a.m. and breakfast at 12. I swear to God, I've spent so much money on Bob Evans, DoorDash. It's it's pretty bad. I am really broke, especially after spending $300 on this whole podcast setup. But that's going completely off topic. Um, yeah, it's a legal legalization, whatever. If it's not a word, deal with it. I still think the repercussions of the illegalization of abortions are way worse than whatever else is coming for us. Like, if you think of child support and foster homes and suicide rates and like female teens yes that can be a really bad <laughs> really bad problem when it comes to that and i know a lot of people say oh if if we illegalize uh abortions people are still going to use a quote hanger method although i really doubt that i still think the amount of depression in preteen pregnancies or teen pregnancies is just going to go up the roof. And I don't know if I want to see that. I don't want to I don't know if I want to see the repercussions that come with the illegalization of abortion. It's about n not being so curious about what happens next. But if you think otherwise, let me know. Maybe I could bring you on to the podcast and you can tell me your views. I'm open to anything. What else? Gun control. Gun control. Um, I only have one thought on this, and it's it's way too easy to get a gun. Come on. Like, it's way – it's just way too easy. I also wanted to talk a little bit about something I learned today. Apparently, Takashi has gone into some scandal with Snoop D-O-double-G. And if you haven't heard about this, it's because this whole feud 
is just been posted and deleted just like that and now it's coming up on different news sites and stuff but apparently Takashi fresh out of jail from snitching on all of the homies decided to post on his story because he was getting way too much hate about being a rat hey yo everybody let me know which one of the rappers that you like would you want to know the dirt from he basically said that I know a bunch of rappers that also snitch so come at me and I'll tell you who it is I'm finna expose everybody in here because I can't take this hate <laughs> but, but yeah apparently he said that Snoop Dogg uh, basically also snitched on something called Sudge Knight and he exposed him for that when in reality it was not the situation at all they had like completely different lawyers and Snoop Dogg res response to him is so funny um, <laughs> I'm just reading this right now he says um, Snoop says, you better get the fuck off my line, nibba. Rap boy, you really better leave me alone. I ain't the one. No way. Go and do your shit and get out of my way, bitch. You funky dog head, rainbow head, dog head, bitch. Yeah, you. Better leave the dog alone. Go find you a cat. Tom and Jerry shit. Fuck with the dog. Nothing nice, bitch. Rap boy. <laughs> but Takashi just kept going. And he was, he was like, Nah, I ain't taking that. I ain't just gonna go down. I love how all of them mad because Rap Boy came out and got almost number one billboard, but didn't actually because Ariana Grande supposedly used six credit cards to buy the number one billboard spot, and I'm super salty about it, so I'm just gonna diss Snoop Dogg again. So he decides to leak out this video of Snoop Dogg apparently cheating on his wife was which was supposed, supposedly, I'm using that word very carefully, not real. I personally don't think it was real. I don't think Snoop D-O-double-G would do anything like that because he's just, he's just a good guy. <laughs> but what's funny is that now a bunch of Snoop Dogg's fans and Snoop Dogg himself are thinking about reporting Takashi because the posting of this soft porn video of quote-unquote Snoop Dogg cheating on his wife is a violation of his parole. And apparently he wasn't allowed to do that. So there is a slight chance that our boy, our rainbow head-ass boy, might get sent back to jail because he decided to shoot back to one of the oldies which i think is the dumbest thing ever because i get it a lot of people like takashi because he's a troll or whatever but when you take on this persona or this niche where all you do is annoy people and be crazy and totally dumb and stupid and a rap boy i don't think you should be messing around with other people's careers because that's where I sort of draw the line. I get it. You're a troll. And you were a snitch. And you came out. And I'm going to be the rat. And I'm going to drop billboards and stuff like that. And everybody's going to love me. And that's going to be the funny part. Because I'm really a hateable person. 
but I'm still going to get views. And I get that. That's a cool niche. That's something that's way different. And I admire that. It's different. It's creative. It might be stupid, but it's definitely getting him numbers. But where I draw the line is where you try to mess with other people's careers because your ego is way too big and you can't handle people calling you a rat when literally that's what you're priding yourself on. But yeah, that's it for today's episode of Money Talks. It is your boy Big Money D on the mic signing out. Peace.